Hello and welcome to episode 191 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man from the right side of the Murray come good, Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Next up is a man that Chris Rogers modelled his game on. Welcome, David. Hello, fuckwits. How are we? <laughs> good, thanks, mate. <laughs> Next up is Port Arlington's answer to Dizzy Gillespie. Welcome, Alex. Cunts, how are we going? <laughs> Been clapped off for any 14s lately? Uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> clapped off, clapped it um, after the game, and clapped uh, Clap on cheeks. Thursday night for the uh, wrap-up of the weekend's stuff. So three votes in the players' vote. vote, yeah. vote. <laughs> uh, we don't do it that way down at Port to stop that very issue. <laughs> And lastly is the Sandra Sully of Screenshot Sharing. Welcome, Roscoe. Hey, you got to be good at something. Like new <laughs> screenshots is my go, and I'm really excelling at it. I'm just <laughs> top of my game. A bit like Australia and their sweeping. I'm looking forward to see when the uh, interest rates go from 0.1%, Ross. I'm looking forward to that screenshot in six <laughs> weeks' time. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Over the round number. <laughs> Oh, parody party sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome Sounds to boring, Frederick Carroll Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. All right, so since we last spoke, uh, the Australians landed in India and started off a test series, and they have played a couple of tests. So we'll discuss those, and then we'll discuss a bit of other bits and pieces going on in cricket around the world. So... The first test was in Nagpur, where the Australians batted first. They get rolled for 177. Manus, the top score of 49, and Smudgy get 37. It was Jadeja getting five for 47. That was his return, I yep. think, from injury as well. So, um, and Ashwin would take three for 42 <laughs> with no man. A couple of so weird warning things, though. Um, like he'd stop his bowling action, yeah. but wouldn't really warn anyone, or he'd just stop. He's, um, he's just a weird. Oh yeah, massive weirdo. But uh, and they keep going on about like how oh, like the commentators love going. He's so competitive, like he won't even lose a game of table tennis. So <laughs> that's code for he's a fuckwit. He's yeah. annoying to be around yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so the Indians went out and had a bat, and to show how much of an absolute fucking minefield it was, they rolled off four hundred, and Rohit Sharma made a ton. So, uh, and Axar Patel is the third spinner in the lineup struggling to get a bowl, but he's making a fuckload of runs and he made 84 in that innings as well. Um, it was the Victorian, the Harry Potter man with the glasses, Todd Murphy, who took seven for 124 on debut. It was something like the third or fourth best figures by an Australian on debut. Um, I think. Crazier was the best was the best spinner with his eight for three hundred and forty seven or whatever it was he took that. A thousand, but, I think. But um, and the other man to pick up some wickets was Paddy Cummins who took two for seventy eight. The Aussies had a bat in the second innings and just capitulated like a bunch of bitches, and they got rolled for ninety one. Twenty five not out, and Marnus would get seventeen. They really Ashley wanted would get to. A five for Jadeja would get a two far. And um, that was that. See, um, the Indians won by an innings in about 200 150 runs. Uh, yeah. Jadeja was man of the match. CA thought <laughs> that Warner was very stiff. But um, <laughs> so, so that's that one. I watched a bit of that test. Um, that was the one where there was a lot of talk around the pitch and about how 
and being doctored and watered and all that stuff. Yes, David. Just on the pitch, Michael, can I just say, um, there's all this talk about when India bats second on these pitches, how the pitch must change for them and them only. <laughs> the, the problem is that when we bat first, we don't actually bat long enough for the pitch to fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> We're out within two yeah. sessions. The pitch is still as good as it's ever going to be. Then they make 400 and bat for a long period of time to fuck the pitch up. Then we go out there and bat and make six. If we actually we just applied to ourselves, the piss early, Paul. If we right. applied ourselves, we might actually get something out of the fuck. We've got to get back to the golf simulator as quickly as you can. Got to go grind some beans. Test cricket in India is a simple game. You win the toss, you bat, you, you choose to bat. You then bat for two days and make 550 and you win the test. That's what Australia's yeah. doing wrong. Wrong. They're winning the toss. They're batting. Just not batting for two days and making 550 because they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, they're shit. Yeah. But, they're, but they're playing against two of the best spinners India have ever had. Yes. Oh, I well, don't know. Jadeja's, I think, uh, Ashwin's, oh. yes. Ashwin's top, absolute top. Uh, Jadeja's uh, very good. But they've had better spinners, um, like um, Anil Kumble, Harbhajan Singh, at least be in the conversation. Ashwin be right up there. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, Jadeja is a bit of an enigma. Well. Yeah. yeah, he's good. <laughs> um, the problem that the Aussies have got is that the ball's the ball's barely even old by the time the innings is over. The first innings they got rolled in sixty four overs. The second innings they got rolled in thirty two. The ball's probably still fucking reverse swing, but poor old Charmy doesn't get a chance to have a bowl because the spinners are just rolling through us. Isn't that the worst job in the world? Indian no. fast bowler in a home test series. <laughs> Fuck all two ways that go field five leg to five leg jipper for the rest of the fucking test. We might call if if these guys are good enough to bat eighty, you might get another crack for another two overs later on. Yeah, as to who's got the biggest pudding guts in the Indian team because we've got um, got Sharma. Yeah, Sharma's uh, trying to emulate David Boone, but then you've got. You've got uh, Mohammed Shami. He's just like he's just a forty-year-old dad. That's all he is. He's not <laughs> yeah, out of shape. He's just forty years old, he's even though he's 40, probably though, fucking like twenty-seven or something. or something. He's just he's a forty-year-old man. A little bit of hair he's got on top still. He's refusing to let that go. He's Andy Caddick of India. Mm. He it runs in like... like he's forty-three years old. He runs in like he can't actually do a stride because his hammies are just hanging <laughs> off the bone. Sends him down at 145, clicks without jumping in his delivery stride. The weirdest he, bowler of all time. He looks like a um a third eleven trundler on a on a game or on a ground that has like overlapping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> like you just go, okay, yeah, cool. This bloke bowls. He's playing with his son. Yeah, he used yeah, to be okay yeah. back in the day, but he's just playing with his son. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, hoo-ha out of that test. You know, Alan Border wanted to swap top, wanted to drop Todd Murphy, even though he'd taken fucking 70% of the wickets that Australia (laughs) in that test match. Um, Lyon did struggle in that test match. Um, Yeah, he did. Big time. Yeah, I think he probably bowled. He's a different bowler to Murphy. Like I was listening to on the coverage and they are talking about where, like, was they saying it's – Murphy's a side spinner and Lyons over the top, <coughs> top, over the top spinner. Which so they reckon that's why it worked for Murphy better with a pitch like that, where Lyon was coming on a little bit more and a little bit quicker, so he's a little bit easier for the Indians to deal with. So whether that's hmm. true or not, don't know. But sounded um, good, and I believed it when they told me. Yeah, it's good, Nick. No, confident when they told you, so it must be yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dave. 
I'm no bowling coach, but I'd like to see Nathan Lyon bowl over the wicket at some stage oh, to a right-handed batsman, oh. just to see if he could spin one, you know, violently Dang. from the rough outside off into the stumps. Watch it's just the all there. around the wicket, around the wicket, bowling straight, 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 and they just pick him off through He's the leg. Bowling slide. a fucking leg. Bowling yeah, it's oh, not Adam Stamper. Stop that immediately. Yeah. But, yeah. Funny, but the thing is, like, okay, if you're a leg spinner, I can live with you bowling on leg and trying to bring it across the block. You're an off spinner bowling on leg and trying to get it to what fine leg for fucking dots. Like, yeah, I, I understand around the wicket, trying to straighten it down the line, get an LBW. Like that makes sense. Pitch it in line, straighten, hit him in front, out. But if it's the way he sort of he starts on leg, if it actually turns back, it's going down leg. Yeah. But yeah, you know. and it got even worse in the second test. Like he it was he was really bad in the second test, just bowling on leg the whole fucking time. Oh, it's just frustrating because yeah. he should be like he's better than that. And yeah. I don't know if it's just because he's afraid of getting carded through the offside. But wouldn't you want to get hit through the offside as an off spinner? Against the spin, leaving maybe a potential gap between bat and pad. Yeah, yeah. I could be and the one that goes the noon to get the outside edge. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the the real issue with um, Nathan Lyons bowling is that he didn't have the luxury of bowling to the Australian batsman. Yeah, that's to, <laughs> to bowl yeah, to the Indian true. team. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like, all, all right, we're defending like 115. Yeah. All right, let's go, yeah. Nathan. Here's the ball, mate. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah, I mean, that. It's, it's obviously not his fault, but I'd just like to see something different from yeah, time to time. Yeah, he bowled definitely bowled better in the second test. So, I mean, and I think he still bowled a lot um, around the wicket as well yeah. to the right-handers. Um, but what did he take a five for or something in that first innings? Yeah. Does he bowl yeah. too full, Al? Like, is he, is he too full? I don't think so. I thought he was just not getting the ball in the right spot. So the leg right. side bowling, uh, leg stump bowling is, you know, trying to get, Glove onto pad roll, onto knee roll, up to a bat pad, mm. right? While saving runs, mm. I think. I think that's what the, the go-to was. It was like you might go for a few more runs if you're bowling outside off because you're into the arc and get hit for sixes and straight, mm. hit straight more. Yeah. So you're bowling there hoping for a bat pad catch and also the knock around the corner behind square where you've got a square fine leg and then you've got your mm. deep square leg for, to save the boundary. That's what I think the thought process was yeah. taken away court and yeah, slip, yeah. Caught by keeper absolutely you are. yeah and they'll, they'll keep a league. slip in and you chuck one to slide across them and then there's no there's no one and there's like a point and then he just, yeah, just yeah, yeah, the court. and then he looks like yeah. a fucking idiot like he's not bowling to his field but he's bowling to try to get a catch at slip but yeah. going for a boundary <laughs> yeah it's i don't know i think it's just india are too good so that was their tactic to save runs and maybe get a few wickets here and there. That's my yeah, thought but process. What's the difference between losing in two days and three days? Fuck, just uh, like uh, attack, get wickets. Oh, it's a, that's a round of golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on the on the golf simulator, the it's simulator. really it's probably two rounds of the yeah. golf simulator. Yeah, you don't actually have to walk anywhere. It's fucking way quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, having, it's like having fucking high value speeding cars. That's three or four <laughs> pickup games of two on two B ball, yeah. um, Ross. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, just a quick one, Mick, uh, just focusing yeah. on the first test still. The squad Australia took with them huh. to um, huh. India seems to just be just the, the first test. they took with them. Oh. Yeah. Well, there, there's a thing, you know, that you should never play injured players in a grand final. Should you take injured players on a tour with the idea that they'll play later? Or Three should you them. just actually rehab them in Australia and then when they're ready, fly them over? I, yeah, I don't know. I think. This is, I think this is a Pat Cummings-led initiative 
to lower the carbon footprint. So you bring every yeah. player, no matter if they're injured, oh, one flight, one yeah. flight all together. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're Patrick and you got to fly home for something. But apart from that, everyone else flies over together. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's just, is this the weirdest test squad you've ever seen, Ross? Three Ooh. injured players who aren't going to feature in the first two games, at least. One who's not going to feature at all now because he's gone home. Yeah. Well, let's just focus on the first test. Sorry. No, no, we'll get there. But they've got a squad of 18, which is huge, enormous. It is massive. Yeah. And they've taken – they took no backup all-rounder. Yeah. So that's well, they're they're taking good. green because with a finger like that, it's probably touch and go when they think he's going to be ready. Yeah. So I yeah. can understand yeah. taking him. Yeah. Oh, As it would take him tissue and, paper yeah. and shouldn't be fucking taken anywhere. Except yeah. out the back behind the sheds and have curtain put up maybe and fucking <laughs> – Boom. Anyway. Cameron Green, Cameron Green's the all-rounder, but don't you take, like, if you got your Who 11, are you going to take? Moises. Moises. No, no, no not Moises. Sutherland, the chief. Oh, baby. Hardy. Well, the one was Aaron Hardy, yes, because he made it. He won the Shield. No, he won the Shield final for WA last year, and they put a lot of hold on Shield final performances. You make a ton, take a five, mm. et cetera. And the point was when Cameron Green couldn't play the Sydney test, perhaps they should have blooded the next all-rounder because he's, he's become Cameron Green, good player, but he's also incredibly important to the team. They like yeah, their five bats yeah. all-rounder keeper for yes. bowls. And Australia had, have always strived for that. Yeah, they've they've yeah. wanted to have it for years, yeah. because it, it's, Which is why he got fast-tracked as a 20-something-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, he yeah. scored boatloads of runs. Oh, yeah. too. He's but very good. But, but, but yes. Hank got fast, yeah. fast-tracked as well because the theory was he was an Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot player. about him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've taken this squad over with a the single all-rounder with a broken finger, a mending finger. Where's the depth chart? Like, like surely when you do your squad of 11, you're sorry, you've got your starting 11, and then you go, right, well, if Cameron Green's out, who's in? Yeah. And you've got no mm. like-for-like replacement. Trav Head. King well, Travis should have played the selection. first test. Yeah, well, that was a weird selection too. Yeah, well, because, um, yeah. yeah. Put in um, fucking Redshaw. How many runs has he scored this tour in two digs? Yeah. Four. Fuck all. The, the, Four other thing, three the other thing that made it even weirder looking at the first test selection with Travis Head not being there is he could have been, in a sense, replacing Cameron Green because yes. he can he does bowl. He could have yeah, been yeah. the fifth bowler. And, yes, it's more right arm off spin, but... So what? Instead, they went in and only had four bowling options, basically, and then Labuschagne sending in rubbish like he looked like he never held a cricket ball in his hand before. <laughs> he's a shit bowler. He oh, can't he's be terrible. I'd rather Warner bowl or even Uzi. Like, he's just shit. I just – I don't understand it, right? So we we need runs, right? So we look at the wicket for the first test or the pitch for the first test, and mm-hmm. you go, right, that'll spin. Cool, no yeah. dramas. What we'll do is – actually just have six normal batsmen who don't bowl instead of having the bloke who's actually in form in yeah. the side, Travis Head, who can actually bowl decent off spin and as a bowling, a legitimate bowling option because he got wickets in the Sydney test. Yeah. But no, what we'll do is instead of picking Head because his record's bad in India, we'll just pick another cunt whose record's, you know, slightly better but can't bowl and who's not actually in form. No, uh, it didn't yeah. make any sense. The Hanscom coming in made sense because he's a good player yeah. of spin. Uh, the Renshaw retaining his spot. Well, he, did, not... he didn't really retain it. Well, you could say he's still... Up. It's not retaining his spot. He got dropped and then got brought back oh, in. No, no, I meant from, from Sydney. Sydney. Oh, from from Sydney, Sydney to the sorry, first yeah, test. Sorry, yeah. 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 yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. No. 
and, and like they're going on, but they've got no depth. They had nowhere to go with taking no replacement for Cameron Green. Yeah, no yeah. like for like replacement. The, uh, why, just why didn't taking... Renshaw miss that ball by like three feet too? Uh, like he tried to play the ball outside off and it pitched on leg and hit middle. And that is the first ball he faced. I don't understand what was going on in his head. Wouldn't you just try and hit the first ball? Yeah. I don't yeah. understand it. Where was I he thinking the ball was going? I don't understand too. Like they can start with his finger tendon. They've taken um, Hazel with his Achilles. Now Achilles... Uh, injuries or issues, yeah, Achilles injuries and issues are long, long, boring returns. They're not like a three-week hamstring and you're over at your back. They, mm. they, some, you know, you see like um, footballers and that, they take forever to get over 10 well, miles. Mick and I. Yeah, can't exactly. Walk. Yeah. yeah, that's been like, what, eight years now for you? Yeah. Yeah. It, takes, it takes time. And we've like, done severe going. rehab. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. part of our rehab. That's what I do, mate. I rehab so much, it's not funny. I just think it's also a bit of a furphy that um, soft run-ups cost Hazel with his... Oh, yes, because it was wet. Oh, I just come on, God. Cost him 30K, is that runner? Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> and, the, like, he's barely played. He's cropped, unfortunately. I think it's all caught up with him, Hazel. Well, he's barely played in two years. Yeah. yeah. He seems to miss tests through injury, and then when he's fit, they go with, you know... Two two pace bowls and he's the number three. Like he was fit for the whole Pakistan tour and didn't play at all. But this How is my is argument. They go. They talk about the he's where he is on the pecking order. I'm sorry, but with with these injuries and that, his spot on the pecking order doesn't exist anymore. That's right. And how like is he still the incumbent when he's not yeah. played? And Travis Head wasn't the incumbent. And he was able to get chopped. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm no Travis Head fan. Hazelwood has to go back, like say next season. He's got to play like three Shield games in a row and prove that he can get. Oh, exactly. Five. Yeah, like a VFL side. Yeah. Like, you've got to show that you can actually fucking put the overs in and do the work before you even looked at it again. Like, I think the sports side's gone mad, Ross. Yeah, he's sort of go to start. Well, maybe some great cricket. But one yeah. of the um, one of the other good things to come out of the um, first test, which may have caused Mark Ward to have to turn off any social media he has, but he huh. gave it to Vera about not being able to catch in the slips, which is very entertaining. Oh. Yeah. And, um, and the good thing, I, the thing I love about it is, is no one can pull out because whenever yeah. he complains about T Twenty Mark War, people love to go yeah. on social media and go, "How many games did you fucking play?" Rah, rah, and like get into him about, "Oh, you got no idea because you never played." Most recently, Adam Crosslake got stuck in him on Twitter after the BBL final. <laughs> but um, this is the one thing Weird. no one can call bullshit on because he's yeah. arguably one of the greatest slip players, slip catchers oh. of all time. Is so there an argument? Tell you, you're no good at it. You're no fucking good at it. It's that fucking simple. Cole is just that bloke who's got too much power now. Everyone's yeah. scared of. And then he's just like, I'm going in the hammock, boys, and I'm not leaving. Yeah. I do uh, like how Mark War um, is not afraid to call it as he sees it. It's yeah. his good quality as a commentator. <laughs> and he's pretty blunt about it, too. He's the new Ian Chapel, I think, Mark Or yes. he's, oh, oh, he's getting yes. into Chapali territory just, yeah. just by telling people they could all go and get fucked, basically. Yeah. And in the second test, not to jump ahead, but Coley took a catch at slip and Mark Or goes, uh, Coley's been working hard at his slips catch. <laughs> or something like that. But it was good in, like, speaking of the second test as well, because he was getting into Smudger, because Smudger dropped a few as well. Yeah, he dropped three, I think. And... um. Like, it was good. It was good listening to him because he doesn't just go, "Oh, he's no good at it." He tells you mm. why, 
Yes. And he pulls up the yes. footage and he walks you through and he goes, see here, he's standing too tall. He's not really doing this. He's not really doing that. And you just go, huh, okay. It, okay. It's a bit uh, warning talking about leg spin. You yeah, sort of get, have to get through some of the fluff to yeah. get into the really good stuff and talk about what they know. Yeah. But no, like it was really quite good. So and the interesting thing I found about Mark Walker is he's talking about what he, because he obviously got Hados there as well. He was, was a good slipper too. But Mark Worsley, which he was saying, which I've never really heard anyone else say before, is that he would watch the bowler, which lots of blokes watch the bowler and sleep. That's not anything new. But then he would look, kind of look at what he thought the bowler was bowling and imagine the shot he would play <laughs> and then try to anticipate that way. And I'm like, fucking... Who's got, who's got how that How slow does the game go for you, Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay, no. laughs> I'm standing slip just thinking, fucking don't come to me. This is going to pitch here, and, and uh, I would play this shot, which means the ball might come out here. So I'll go over here, and that's where it's going to go. Like, I'd like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see you go through that visualization process, Mick, because everything would just be going over mid wicket. Uh, <laughs> I have to go and stand uh, and fly it's slip. There. It's, there. it's going over mid wicket. That's where it's I going. I need to go stand by the keeper for the fucking top edge. Uh, uh, so when he batted, he looked like he had a lot of time. Now we know why, Mick. Yeah, he he yeah. does have a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, just play this shot before the ball was even come Anticipating to him. Visualising the delivery, believes the ball is going to send down. Amazing. What a load of shit. He just saw the ball hit the edge <laughs> and he fucking caught it. Well, one thing uh, I did not yeah. that he didn't do is jerk around a lot like Steve Smith was oh. doing in that first test. Smith like doesn't look comfortable in slips. He does yeah. not look comfortable there at all. Like, but yeah. He's not been the same since he tried to take that catch that pinged off the spider cam wire and it sort of it missed him. And he's he's not been the same since. His confidence has gone Come since on. then. I'm telling you, Ross. I remember that, mate. You know who was at fault that day? Joe, Joe the, cameraman. the cameraman. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on the he was on the remote. He was wearing the um earmuff things around his neck. He yep, was on that, the, on the, the cans <laughs> around his neck. <laughs> the Channel the Nine um, hat, head even head though head it was Fox. Try but... selling some fucking spider cameras, mate. Try <laughs> <laughs> sell your oat milk, you fuckwit. Koala pillows. Alright, he said. Um, so yeah, yeah as Ross, I'm just sorry to sorry, interrupt yeah. him, Mick. I just was putting um, thoughts and prayers out to Alan Border because it seemed like he was um, not going too well in that. So yeah. yeah, and um, it did look a bit I, unwell. I did hear on the grapevine that he got a foot spa sent over to India, and he's he's now tracking a lot better. Is oh, he good. Or is he just in like a? Nah, he's in Brisbane. Yeah, I was like, he's just in a fucking studio somewhere. Yeah, he did look well though, the poor fella. To get the circulation going to his feet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it did, and that just rejuvenated him. I, I think he's got some magnets in his shoes. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't push and him he... over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bj tried to push him over, try and he's it, a strapping man. It. He couldn't even move him. I'll take it's him so out well there. Try it. His ions are just in balance. So yeah, positive ions just yeah, flowing positive through. Positive ions flowing in one direction. Yeah, yeah. You don't want them yeah. going everywhere, straight down to the magnets. Yeah. All right. Down the core so, of the earth. So the second test was in Delhi, and it's played at a very famous ground there in Delhi, which Alex is going to talk to us about now. So yes. we'll do a bit uh, around the grounds, and we'll come back to talk about the test match. Yep. <clears throat> around the grounds with Alex. Okay. So... Uh, the Arun Jaitley Stadium, um, which is the second oldest cricket ground after Eden Gardens in India, 
um, first built in 1883, um, originally called the Ferroz Shah Kotla Stadium, named after the nearby Kotla Fort. It is uh, <clears throat> the in 2017 a felicitation ceremony. The <laughs> Delhi District Cricket Association named four stands of the stadium after former Indian captain Bishan Singh Bedi, former Indian all-rounder Mohinder Amarth, former Indian and Delhi opener Gautam Gambia, which is surprising to me that like, he got yep, one named too. after him. Um, and the home team's dressing room was named after Raman Lamba and the away team's dressing room was named after Prakash Bandari. So it was renamed in 2019. Alex, after... sorry to interfere, but is it true that the um, seats in the lumbar dressing room have really good support? Be lower back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> lower back support. Yeah, you're right there, Mick. Um, that rumor is confirmed. Um, I called them up and they confirmed that with me. Uh, that's the DDCA, which is the Delhi District Cricket Association. Oh, so right. their junior side is the DDCC. C, which is the Delhi District Colts Cricket Club. So combined cricket club. Oh yeah, that's uh, four C's. Uh, that's an extra so C. in 2019, the stadium was renamed in memory of former DDCA president and finance minister Arun Jaitley after his death in August 2019. Um, quoted at the time, the current DDCA president Rajat Sharma said it was Arun Jaitley's support and encouragement. That players like Virat Kohli, Varinda Sewa, Gautam Gambier, Ashish Nehra, and Rispar Pant, and many others can make India proud. Um, Arun Jaitley has also been credited with turning the stadium into a modern facility. And I think he also had the famous stadium or stand built, which is at the st uh, stadium end. So there's two end names. So there's a stadium end. And can we guess what the other end name is? Everyone? Uh No. Uh, the river end? No. Oh, that would be the pavilion end. Absolutely, Ross. It is the pavilion end. So there's a stadium <laughs> end and a pavilion end, which is not confusing at all for anyone because uh, a pavilion could also be a stadium and a stadium. Now, behind, the, behind the stand at one end, there looks like a soccer ground. Or is oh, that the... Yeah, the, the steeple, yeah, this actually. Yeah. So yeah, maybe no, that meant the soccer stadium end. Because yeah. <laughs> there's maybe. a stadium behind the stadium. That's the stadium end. Yeah, it can't pull over any farther. It's already pulled no, over. you can't, no. So, um, Arun Jaitley has been credited with turning the stadium into a model facility, increasing the seating capacity and building better facilities for playing during his players during his tenure. Fun fact about the ground, which is why, so, you know, he's credited with this great stuff. There's a lot of criticism of the stadium. It looks like a heap of shit because that stand at one end <laughs> that for some reason dips down halfway through yeah. the stadium and it looks like yeah. some chairs aren't even facing towards the middle of the ground in the yeah. stadium but also the players change rooms and viewing areas are at square leg or point nice That's not behind the bowlers are <laughs> why the fuck would you put the viewing that's, that's where they are oval. oval yeah, yeah. stupid yeah, anyway. well, that's from south australia in a nutshell stupid yeah. <laughs> behind Loud the times yeah, yeah. Yeah, except for the Susso, it's the best thing in the state. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. That yeah. and West End lager and great beer. <laughs> and two so, and a half so test matches. One of the stands in the stadium in 2019 was also named after current captain Virat Kohli, which I find very funny that the know, current player is named um, in the thing. Uh, 
the name change had been criticised by former Indian captain Bishard Singh Betty, who's a huge critic of the ground. Um, and after announcing the name change, DCCA clarified that only the stadium had been renamed uh, Arun Jaitley Stadium, but the ground was still the Feroz Shah Kotla ground. The locals oh. also called the stadium just by the one word Kotla, which literally means citadel or fortress. So this Ooh. is the Indian version of Gabitois. the Gabatois. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, it seats um, from uh, records online, it seats the capacity is somewhere between 41,000 and 55,000 people. <laughs> the first test match was played. I'm going to jam in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the first test match of this venue was played in 1948 when India played the West Indies. So a few of the uh, records in 1952, playing against Pakistan, Hemu Adhikari and Ghulam Ahmed were involved in a record 10th wicket stand of 111 runs. The record still stands to this day. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in 1983, Senor Gavaskar hit his 29th test ton in the ground to equal Don Bradman's then record. In 1999, Anil Kumble took his famous tenfa. Yeah. Against Pakistan of all play, of all teams, uh, they were playing hell. them back then in tests. It was the second bowler to achieve this at the time after Jim Alika. Um And in two thousand and five, Tendulkar scored his thirty fifth Test century against Sri Lanka to break Sunil Gavaskar's record. Uh, two thousand and nine, bit of controversy, the dangerous pitch controversy. Odi mat, ODI match between India and Sri Lanka was called off because the pitch conditions were classed as unfit to host a match. Um, it was it caused the ground to be banned for twelve months, but there's a bit of controversy controversy on this. So based on the match referees report, of the game the stadium was in danger of getting banned for a period of one to two years. A ban of more than fourteen months would have seen the stadium lose out hosting a 2011 World Cup game. Luckily for the BCCI, the ICC banned them for just twelve months. Oh, lucky. They just them for 13 months and 29 days. Yeah. So, <laughs> which paved the way for the Kotla to stage its share of four World Cup games, including India's game against the Netherlands, which was all important, I imagine. Another huge incident at the stadium, everyone, which is a 2017 smog incident. Ooh. Where the Sri Lanka cricket, they played during the second day of the third test, Sri Lanka cricket team played India. Uh, smog for Sri Lanka cricketers to stop play and wear anti-pollution masks. They were, they were N94 masks. Yeah. They managed to play out fielding, which uh, you know, all the people that complained about not being camps. able to breathe wearing masks during COVID pandemic could uh, shove it right up their piss-weak asses. Right up their clacker. These, these players play, fielded right and bowled and did everything wearing masks. Unbelievable. Not really. It's not that hard to wear a mask, Ross, as you would know. What a time to be alive. Yes. Mm. Um, so a rare sight in terms of play interruptions. Cricketer Lahiru Gamar is reported to have shortness of breath. Nick Pothis, coach of Sri Lanka cricket team, reported that cricketer Suranga Lakhmal had vomited regularly due to severe pollution effect at the Delhi ground. There was a haltage of play for about 10 minutes, um, which caused injury. Indian coach Ravi Sastri to come out to consult with the on-field umpires. BCCI President C.K. Khanna at the time accused the Sri Lankan team of making a fuss. While Indian spectators called the team melodramatic, 
I don't know, it's just a random, I reckon that's made up, what just general spectators yeah. said that. On day four, India's Mohammed Shami was also seen vomiting on the field. Very funny. I think he was making a bit of a fuss. Um, following the match, both participating countries criticised the choice to play in Delhi when the high levels of pollution. There was a bit of fog going around in the current match between yep. Australia and India as well. Uh, Sri Lanka manager Asanka Gurusinghe said that both teams were using oxygen cylinders in the dressing rooms due to breathing difficulties. Pretty nuts. Yeah, um, and then suggested the use of air quality meters in the future fixtures. I assume they're using that at the moment. You would hope that so. That would make anyway. sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. President of the IMA, or the Indian Medical Association, KG Agarwal, said the playing conditions could result in lung and heart disease, which is Jesus. mental. And he said the recommendation to include atmospheric pollution as a factor in the assessment criteria for a match before they start play. Now, well, there yeah. was lots of, earlier in my um, little segment I have here, there was lots of praise for Aaron Jaitley for fixing up the stadium. Now, here's some criticism. Um, so some people have said, probably the greatest insult to the former finance minister and one of the political stalwarts of this country is the infrastructure of the stadium being named after him. <laughs> so a lot of people think it's a big eyesore. There was um, uh, talk of making a new stadium um, similar to what they're doing in Sydney and just building a whole new stadium somewhere. Um, so uh, in December 2015, an article states what former Delhi and District Cricket Association President Arun Jaitley calls a world-class stadium is rated the worst by former Indian captain Bishad Singh Betty. It's the worst stadium in the world, he said. Um, he did not wish to elaborate on why. They haven't played at Newcomb. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't played at uh, Dollar Theater, I don't think. <laughs> Apparently, it was quite expensive for the size of the stadium. Um, uh, the facilities uh, by an international cricketer not wishing to be named, so we can speculate on that later, were an embarrassment. The quality That's of not... the ice tubs is poor. The shower rooms are maintained. The shower rooms are ill-maintained. The dining area is cramped, and the physio room is ill-equipped. Oh, bring your own oh. shit. Um, as Madan Lowes noted, and I said earlier, that the major floor is the square, uh, the dressing rooms on the square of the pitch, um, not like other grounds. Um, and the players spectating, this is the weird, weird saying here. Someone, maybe Ross, you're a good linguist, you too, Bull. The playing spectator has a grouse Fuck too. You. Has a grouse. Uh, that's like a um, type of whiskey, isn't it? So they all get a free whiskey on entry and browse? No, that's definitely not it. So grouse. the Kotler does yeah. not have a proper scoreboard. How oh. do we follow the action if we're new to the game, they asked. There is nothing to phone. help us identify the batsman on the strike or the bowler in action. There was no electronic scoreboard. This is in 2015. I'm not sure if I noticed one when I was watching. I don't think If you're new to the game, following it's going to be hard full stop, mate. So. Abs yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good and up. they do have electronic scoreboard now. It's also an east-west position pitch. Oh, so the sun's in your eyes. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense either. No, there's some grounds in England like that. Um, yeah. yeah, and faulty floodlights apparently in 2015. I hope it's been ah, fixed up. Are they going to just demolish this ground and start again somewhere Well, they else, talked maybe? about that, but then yeah. because the DC, DDCA is uh, sole owner of the ground, they're not want, going to want to move. Did you notice during the test that the side screens are like light blue, grey, not white? <laughs> That's very funny. 
it's like it's like electronic and it's not a true white and it's like, oh yeah okay. and then like there's, then there's like a sheet that gets dropped down over an old school sight screen it's <laughs> yeah yeah uh, very interesting to see that like delhi is such a huge city right yeah it's got yeah. such a crap stadium very yeah, very yeah interesting. the interesting thing i think alex with that funny looking stand it seemed to be at the wrong levels and that yes that was the oh, point of the. Like it's collapsing. Yeah, the Gatu Gambir <laughs> stand. Yeah, uh, that stand is the bit that seems to back into the um, soccer-shaped rectangular stadium behind it. So I wondered if that was, like, it's a funny shape that stand. It's not sort of semicircular. It's more just like a, a rectangle shape. Oh, okay. So it doesn't to... really explain why it's got the silly slopey bits, yeah. but it would be a different stand because I reckon the two grooms are butting into each other. At that yeah, point. okay. Couldn't possibly yeah. move. It didn't seem like a lot of gr- move, well, like area. There's needed... tons of like parkland around. Yeah, the you ground, just need though. a better design for that stand, though. Not the just kick the baseball club out. And <laughs> and take their ground. Another <laughs> another interesting um, opposition to the new stadium being built is that it would be multi-purpose. So it would be a cricket and a football stadium. That's not yuck. Yeah, yes, yuck. and yeah. it caused huge controversy in in India, saying, "Well, they'll just chew up the square." Yeah, exactly. we won't be able to prepare a square. Yeah. It's very funny to me seeing is it like literally every ground in Australia is a multi purpose ground, yeah. except for the Wackers. Um, a grouse is a complaint, Kim, by the way. Ah, Ooh. I thought it was, yes, I thought it was also like a bird you could eat. Yeah, it is. Grouse. Yep. Ah, well, there you go. The spectator has a complaint too. I've got a grouse about this current. Segment. segment, yeah, which is Paul. I'm, I'm open uh, to any positive and, and negative. And it's criticism. It's... Yeah, that's one. That's one of my grouses. <laughs> uh, can I just say at the start of this segment, Mick, before we talk about the second test, um, as soon as Al started talking, Ross took the cans off and walked away. Your <laughs> your camera's off, so I don't know what you're doing. I was eating and, chocolate. <laughs> and Alex, Alex, you can just see him reading from a computer screen. <laughs> so well, I can't just wink this shit. It's not off the top of the dope piece, oh, mate. Got... I haven't done any improv class. Have you got any... Also, I did notice, Paul, you stifling about eight yawns during this too. So that was good as well. Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Segment's Sorry, now man. over. You cunts. <laughs> Have you got any, um, what are they called, Google reviews of this? I, I actually forgot to do it. It's been so long uh, since I've done one. Um, well, good on you, I imagine they'd be poor for this stadium. Yeah. Sounds like it. Especially from players. Google review. Ice tubs were not up to standard. Yeah, yeah, ice tubs. I couldn't <laughs> breathe <laughs> one star. <laughs> Too much smog. <laughs> I, know, I know I have 60% lung capacity. One star. <laughs> Alrighty, so as Alex mentioned, and I mentioned before, Alex, if you're back now after having a sleep, um, we're going to move on to the second <laughs> test, which was in Delhi at the Delhi Cricket Ground. I can't remember what Alex said it was called. The home of Arun Jaitley. The Cotler. The home of the Delhi Daredevils. The Cotler, mate. Um, the Cotler. Get in the Cotler, mate. Have a Cotler um, at the Cotler. Always have one at the Cotler. Always have a Cotler at the Cotler. <laughs> 
All right, the, so we had the, the um, second test, the Ross first is going to be quiet, so we yeah. keep going. Just, uh, just before, because we're talking about cricket grounds, the stadium in the first test, why did they build um, India's hands at a Waverley Park? <laughs> it's way out in the paddock somewhere, that first the car park around and, uh, I think, I think yeah. one of the premiers from the 80s promised they're going to put light rail out there, so <laughs> right. um, that's a deep cut for anyone who fucking knows that. <laughs> that's a good one, Mick, that's good. So, Australia batted first, um... They did a little bit better this time around. They made 263 for 10. Oh, well done. Didn't yeah, quite get stuff. to the new ball, but only still only faced 78.4 overs. <laughs> but it was a ball uh, with the name on it, though. Pete Hanscom, who uh, did the damage. Usman got 81. Pete Hanscom got 72, not out. What a player. He was dismissed on about 71 and got uh, Jadeja, the off spinner, bowled a no fucking ball and the Front no footer. ball. Siren went off and fucking Pete oh. Hanscom went back and took guard and said, I'll have another crack at you then, buddy. Um, so Hanscom batted really, really well. This is one of these things. This is what we we've, I was thinking about this the other day, and we talked about this in the past. And this is the type of thing where this is what selectors need to be doing. They looked at Pete Hanscom and went, right, we think in these conditions, you're going to be a viable, viable option as a backup bat. So they end up putting him in the side, which surprised a lot of people, myself included. And he's paid him back because the, the conditions are suitable to him and they are suitable to his technique and all that. And that's and while they tried to do the same thing with Head, and clearly that didn't that failed dropping him when he really shouldn't have been dropped. There's no right to drop him. But they tried to use common what they believe was common sense and horses for courses. But this Hanscom mm. decision has been fantastic because despite you know the other. He made a little bit of runs in the other test, looked solid enough, but he looked like really, he looked fantastic in this first innings. And he did the trifecta as well, where he wore his helmet. Yes. He wore his baggy green. Yes. And he wore his floppy, and it was fantastic. It got me rigid watching him go through the different headwear for his innings. And what else got me rigid is he plays with a straight fucking bat. Yes. No matter how <laughs> weird and funky his technique looks, when it's all said and done, he plays with a straight bat. And yeah, that's never catch him. He no, played, no. played late, played under his eyes, didn't premeditate too much, and that's why it worked. So the one thing I could do without, and I love Pete Anscombe because he's Victorian and he's a good bat and I love him, but please don't compare him to Dean Jones. Dean Jones is just something else altogether. Like, please don't compare them because it's just not the same. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I, um, yeah. I agree with your thought process, Mick, around, you know, you bring a bloke who's a notable player of spin or one, you know, as far as Australian cricketers go, a notable player of spin and bring him across into the squad just in case something happens. Something did happen, a, a poor selection decision and heads out and hands comes in effectively. But I think, you know, they're, they're different things. You know, head has earned the opportunity to try and bat yes. in Asian conditions. Yes. Because um, he's never going to improve unless he bats there. But, you know, the Hanscom situation is, you know, he should have been in instead of Renshaw in the first test, fair enough. Because, uh, like you said, he actually bats well in Asia and it's a horses for courses. The same reason Michael Casford's bowled, you know, he probably played 30 tests and 20 of them were probably in fucking India. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there just has to be that. Like, you're always going to have blokes who get picked, and there's what, but there's going to be those one or two spots that might be. Up for grabs. Like, mm. Cam Green got injured here, so a spot was up for grab. Yeah, exactly. Went over there, obviously trained well, obviously showed what he could do, and they put him in, and it worked. So so the selectors do deserve a pat on the back for that one. Um, in terms of the Aussies' first innings, 
It was our man, Muhammad Shami, took four for 60 to be the leading wicket taker for the Indians, and Ashwin would also pick up three for 57. Um, so the Indians would bat, um, of course, because they get to do that as well. So in their first That's inning, works. Yep. Yep, they get rolled one run short of the total at two for six. Suck shit tickets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were hey, in massive trouble, but it was old mate again, Aksar Patel, getting 70-odd and batting quite well. Virat got himself 44. Nate Lyon took a five for Todd Murphy, picked up another two. Um so it was looking like it was one of those. It was nearly flip of the coin. Like who's going to walk out of this test match? And you're thinking, you know, this could get really fucking interesting if the Aussies put up a display like they did in the first innings again. Unfortunately, that's not what that's not what the Aussies did. The Aussies <laughs> uh, got rolled for 113. Trav Head started off extremely positively in that the session before the end of play on that. Was it third day, second day? Saturday yep. night. That yep. day night. He batted yep. so fucking well. Like, and he mm. did the things we talked about. But for this is way to preface it, but for, for Travis Head, he played straight. Like, it wasn't premeditating. Yep. He was waiting for the ball. He was basically just playing the way you meant to play. He's keeping the good ones out. He wasn't always looking pretty, but he's keeping it out. Then when he got a fucking shit one, he was oh, fucking smacking the fuck out of it. Dynamite on some short shit they yeah. sent down. He got a full toss off um, Ravi Ashwin. Like yeah, and he hit it back over his head for yeah. six. Yeah. So, um, so Head was about 30-odd overnight, and like, it was, and it was looking like it was him and um, Usman had already gone out. So it was him and Marnus, and they weren't looking too bad and all that. And then the next day, they just fucking folded like fucking deck chairs. But um, Crazy, Head yeah. was out not far into the second day for 43. Marnus would also only get 35. No one else really did anything of any note. About four, it felt like fucking, I know it wasn't, but it felt like every single bike went out fucking sweeping for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, Jadeja picked up seven for 42 off 12 overs, and Ashwin would get three oh. for 59 off 16. Pat Cummins oh, should be on a plane back to Australia for that shot alone. Like, fuck uh, me. Woeful. How do you play that first ball, you fucking face? You missed it by so much, too. Oh. There's just, you know, that's, you know, if we go back to Saturday night, the or day two, or whatever, I think it was, yeah. you look at the Ashwin and I think it was Patel partnership, you know, near on yeah. 100. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at what their lower order is able to achieve in that in those conditions against, you know, pretty high quality bowling. I mean, obviously, Kuhneman playing his first test and, you know, but Nathan Lyons there bowling to him. Yeah. And then compare that to what our lower order do, you know, after a, a massive collapse in the top order. It's just chalk and cheese at the minute. The way the two batting lineups are, yeah, it's another, interesting. Like, and you've got to take it all with a grain of salt because the commentary, naturally, it's their home ground, it's their home team, it's their it's their country. So there is a degree of bias there. But they did make they did raise some points. That like guys like Patel, guys like Ashwin, and all this, and we're going, oh, the tail, the tail, the tail, because they're batting seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Yeah. When they go back to first class cricket in India, these guys are batting five and six. Like they're yeah. batsmen. Like they just happen to be lower order batsmen in the test side. And they made a really good point. They go, they, they go apart. They go, they don't really have a tail. Like they've got like maybe two wickets at the end. But yeah, like, our tail feels like it starts at fucking four at the moment. But it's fucking it's pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking long. Where they've got blokes coming in. Like Axel Patel, the way he's playing, he would bat three or four for us. The way Ashwin's got Ashwin's got more test hundreds than Ian Healy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's... yeah. The thing with um, India's tail is they've only got the two pace when you can't bat. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Whereas we've got um, 
four. We've got like four number 11s. Yeah, yeah at the moment we do. Spinners, Jadeja, Patel, and fucking Ashman can all bat. So, oh, yeah. Jadeja's yeah. a genuine all-rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's batting like six. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing with the – it's not often, that, oh, you know, across the time uh, of um, Australian cricket that I've followed that we've been out-batted in the tail. Like a mm. tail has usually yes. been yeah. a point yeah. of strength. But a tail now is terrible. And – not really a knock on Pat Cummins. It feels like you know everyone's lined up to knock him at the minute, but his batting has just dropped away massively. Yeah, well, I think oh, in the last couple of years, like he yeah. could be an all-rounder. Well, not anymore. <clears throat> I think one of the things is that a lot of the times at home, we haven't played a lot of Test cricket, but a lot of the times at home, those guys, their runs are like a bonus. We haven't yeah. had to get many runs out of them in the last say yeah, three or four summers. Six remember, for four hundred. Yeah. yeah, I remember the the Ashes before the most recent one in Australia. I think back twenty seventeen. And there's the first test Cummins made like a 40 or a 50. Yep. And they're essential runs. We were yeah. five or six for like 170 or something. Yeah. And he and um, Steve Smith made a heap of runs. Um, yeah. But since then, it's like you haven't really needed to ever make Since you've become yeah. a climate woke bullshit yeah, captain, it. I think. Yeah. But also, I think it's a difference in like conditions and pitches. Like you can back playing the line. In Australia and like swinging through it, which that's why Mitchell Johnson used to make runs. Yeah, that's Mitchell Stark does. Because yeah. use your big levers, play through the line, and it might swing every now and then. You're probably not going to hit it, so it won't matter. Where these decks, it's keeping low, it's spinning, it's doing a lot. Like you can't just try to whack the fuck out. It'll rely a bit more on technique, you reckon, Mick? Yeah. yeah. This will hurt Ross to hear this, but I, I think we're in the first two tests, we've actually missed Mitchell Stark. He's got, yeah, he's got the ability to reverse swing. Bowl reverse swing at pace, so you take the pitch out of the equation if you bowl and reverse swing Yorkers, and then he's got the ability to you know put his foot down the middle of the wicket and smash sixes That's in the lower order that could he's help. He's also us. got his ability to put his middle down, his foot down the fucking wicket and create fucking rough as well. Well, that's yeah, good point as well. Yeah. Oh no doubt they have. I think if you uh, look at the pecking order there, he might be first pace bowler picked at the moment mm. if he was yep. hitting firing. Mm. I know you love talking about pecking order, Mick. So I don't... That's my favourite thing to talk about. <laughs> Being in a pecking order, fucking the bloke who needs to go right, right down the fucking pecking order was Matthew Kuhneman. Who the fuck plays a fucking reverse sweep in that situation, you fucking... Uh, yeah, first yeah. test, whatever. But what know. was Carey doing too? Carey stepped across the reverse and got fucking his legs up, knocked out of the fucking ground. <laughs> Can I just, another thing that's annoying me with the reverse sweeping, I get it, it's a shot, like it's a legitimate shot, it's fine. But it, it's so premeditated now that we're playing them from outside leg stump. Yeah. Well, we could just be playing a normal sweep and hitting the ball for four through the leg side instead of trying to drag it back to the offside. I think the main thing with sweeping is um, you're seeing these blokes, someone got bowled, someone got caught, Usman in particular with his sweeping, he's good at it, but you've got to hit him into the ground. Do you hit a cover yeah. drive in the air? No, you yeah, don't. Right. Right. So if you're going to sweep or reverse sweep, it's fine. You've got to hit along the ground. And make sure it doesn't hit the fucking stumps, Ross. But that's that's another that, good that, isn't that the that theory too. behind sweeping? Sweeping is you put your pad down and protect your fucking stumps. Yeah, go you're not meant to get bold when you fucking sweep. <laughs> <laughs> you're not oh, meant to get bold when you cover drive either. Yeah. Before it's true. <laughs> my analogy is some of the sweep shots and reverse sweeps I was seeing was, you know, you can see those blokes getting that bad habit and they kept getting caught at cover because they drive in the air. 
just yeah. like that with the sweeps. You've got to hit them into the ground, along the ground, yeah. into the ground. Not and if you can't play it, don't fucking play it. That's it. It's like put away the cover drive. You keep getting yeah. caught yeah. at cover. Put yeah. away the cut Steve. shot, Steve Wall. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway. Anyway, so the Indians needed. Uh, Jadeja took seven for 42 as they rolled us for 113. Ashford took three. I already said that. Uh, India needed 118. They got it with four wickets down. Rohit Sharma got 31. Pajara got 31, not out. Lyon would pick up a couple, and our man Todd Murphy would get one. Uh, man of the match again was Jadeja, who is now leading. Uh, you'd imagine he's going to be man of the series. He's got two out of the fucking four tests. So it's going to be. Uh, no, no, just uh, hang on. Warner's gone home, so he can't. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't make a double yeah. ton and get the. Uh, yeah, so before we move on from the series and we talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about what is it now? Fifty-seven blokes out of the fifty-seven-man party have gone home. Oh, Australia. So we'll go through. I know oh, Pat Cummins has gone home for Pat personal has reasons. Gone home with a family situation, but he'll be back before the third but test. Apparently, yeah, he'll be back for the third test. Warner got hit in the bongo, which is why Renshaw played second innings, and also got hit on the elbow, causing a fracture. So he's gone home because of that. Yeah. Um, Hazelwood's gone home because he made he's made of tissue paper and got wet in the shower. Um, Agar's gone home because he realised he can't even turn it on a pitch that looks like it's a fucking that's a weird fucking in the Northern Territory couldn't even get fucking turn on that so he's gone home isn't that a strange one Mick so they've conceded they've fucked up picking it yeah Yeah. Agar's part of the touring party so then you know he's the incumbent from the Sydney test he gets leapfrogged in the first test by um, Todd Murphy who's in the original party and then when it comes to the second test, they want to play three spinners, but they fly someone else in from Australia <laughs> to leap from him again. And but yeah, and Swepson had already yeah. gone. Swepson went. He was the first to go home because he went home for the birth of his child. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Swepson had yeah. gone home. So, yeah. That, like, Fuck. I don't want to be that bloke, but if you knew that that was so important to you, why did you go on the fucking? Why did you oh, go on the tour in the first place? I did think that too, Mick. But um, things can happen, and I, the I, whole, I wonder um, if he's. Yeah. The, you know, the date things are going to happen can oh, I, come no, no, I, understand I do, that I well, do understand. But, but a four-test tour is, what, a month and a bit? It did seem a bit odd to go, but maybe yeah. the, it's not due anyway, to it, after the tour it, finishes. It might have been some change. complications yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it did seem yeah, strange. So that's and, five but, people who have gone home. The well, luckily, ones, they took 18 over, so yeah. they've still got enough to... <laughs> they need any more replacements. The Kuhneman one... Like it's fair enough to bowling because I do agree he did he was decent in the uh, ODIs he played in Sri Lanka uh, last year. And he's a chucker, so why not? Yeah, and but then geez, <laughs> Agar, like, what's what's the point of him being there? I understand. Agar might what's well the start point? chucking. He might get some turn. Yeah. I, it's I, just I, if yeah, you replace you fly in a left armor, left arm orthodox to. Leapfrog over a bloke already <laughs> in the squad. It's like the squad bloke Like, what did they take Lance Morris for? Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. because they took play. two blokes, three blokes at bowl quick that were all injured. That's why they yeah. took him. They took he brings a lot to the change How many, how many pace bowls are they seriously going to play in every test? Oh, Maximum well, two. This is the thing, like Bolo's, Bolo's your Casperich. He's the one. He's the one that should be just like him and Cummins should be the only fast bowls there. Because Bolo's going to bowl your fucking twenty overs if you want him to, and he's going to bowl areas and he's going to do his job. What happens if he slips over on a thin tile? Oh, he's yeah. a Victorian. That Someone needs happen. to be there to replace him. Victorian, we don't do that shit. We're not fucking cowards. <laughs> it got Stark, Hazelwood, 
Bolo coming. New South Wales, in. New South Wales injured cunts. WA injured yeah. cunts. They're all fucking Lance cowards. Not hard enough. So, no. so you've got you've got five fast bowlers for a maximum two spots per test. Yes, no they took three of them were injured, Ross. Well, don't oh, just, exactly, oh. exactly. Don't take them. But that's yeah. why they picked him because three guys were already injured. If the other two get injured, you need a fast bowler. Fast oh, bowlers that, get injured all the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Well, that was the folly of taking. It's dumb, but that's yeah, why. But, right? but Hazelwood went, and we didn't know he was injured, so it looked even weirder. Oh uh, yeah, okay. at the time well, when they picked yeah, the squad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, David. Also, the last time we won in India, if you can cast your mind back mm. that far before smartphones and yeah, you know, I remember GST and all that sort of shit. Four. Four. Yeah. Um, we picked three fucking quick bowlers and a spinner. Yeah. And we just yeah. said, right, this is our best team. That's what we're going with. And no all-rounder? I'm pretty sure. Uh, no all-rounder. No, because we, yeah. we, we didn't even, we didn't even bother. Six. Well, and also... I believe Ricky Ponting broke his finger playing yeah. at, in England Champions in the Trophy. Um, Champions yeah. Trophy, and he didn't go. He wasn't there. He got there for the fourth test, but yeah. you know, they didn't have an injured Didn't take player an injured bloke, did they? Lurking in the squad, no. He Fuck was the we're captain. losers. Yeah. What fucking bunch of losers. <laughs> also, I was thinking, you know, Dumbasses. When was that, 2004? Four. Four, yeah. Yeah, so nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, really relevant to how you should play test cricket now. No, it's not relevant at all. You can't. I don't think you can. Oh, when draw... was the cover drive invented, dickhead? Hundred hundred years ago. Still pretty fucking relevant, isn't it? They were bowling nine wrong. ball overs back then, so fucking long time ago. <laughs> fucking Mate, it's dickhead. Not when were the stumps invented, you fool? Still pretty fucking relevant to a game of cricket now, isn't it? You said Sharma was probably still played back yeah, then. Yeah, he played in that series. Yeah, so. fucking hell. Nuts. Yeah. And um, uh, you know what? Look, you know what? Cricket Australia need Maddie Hay. When asked if he would help out the bench test side to play in Indian conditions, someone from 2004, 100%. At any time of the day or night, I would be in 100%. Probably, I wouldn't say at 2:30 in the morning, hate I should be in. I don't reckon you'd go down the nets and throw balls at Manus at 2.30. Lying. So they, so, someone's going to ask at 2.30, fuck it, Manus. Oh, yeah, someone's oh, yeah, going to ring it. That's why I picked his name. So they asked uh, Andrew Roddy McDonald, um, the current coach of Cricket Australia. This is and he's like, fucking oaf cunt, let's get around him. Yeah, he said, <laughs> so a little bit different than Justin Lager's uh, responses to old cuts coming in, putting in a few bob. If Matthew could add value to individual players, I'm sure those individual players would definitely engage in a conversation with him. Which means we think Matthew Hayden is full of shit and we don't want him around our players. I.e., Matthew, you are outside of the tent pissing in. Absolutely. They're going, absolutely not. Is this guy becoming cooey in our system? Yeah. Oh, No fucking way. He abused the fuck out of. Every player still in the team when they sacked Langer. They're all weak. They're all soft (laughs) as shit. And now I'll help him at any time. And he's also the same bloke who was photographed on the pitch with a broom taking the piss out of the entire fucking team. (laughs) Yeah, no dramas. I'll help him out. 
Why are they nephew. sweeping? Why are they sweeping? It's all you did when you yeah, played. Yeah, the bloke who fucking did nothing but sweep. So what, what's he like? Did so that series, two thousand and one, where he's highly successful with the sweep shot. <laughs> that was his, you know, way of succeeding yeah. in here. Clearly, something on those pitches and the current ones are not the same. Yeah, not relevant. Not relevant. Ross, two thousand one. Not relevant. I don't think it is. Ago. I really don't think it is. What and now you can't go what's he going to teach him how to sweep? They've already shown that it's not a pitch. How many? This is a good point brought up by some commentators. Uh, the Indian players, how many of them were sweeping? Yeah, they all play straight. Very rare. They yeah. play straight. They use their feet. Yeah, use their feet. Play straight. Yeah. Well, there also, was a good I, I, tip. Go more. Matthew Hayden's six foot fucking five. So he, he's allowed to sweep. His foot goes right down the middle of the pitch, and yeah, he can reach true. the ball before it actually bounces. Yeah. That's true. I also um he's listen... so far down that the ball tracking can't pick it up to get fucking LBW. Could never be at LBW because yeah. he's too Blue far down. Blue screen of death every time. Just waiting for ball tracking here. Just waiting for ball tracking. Okay. Waiting um, now for ball tracking. Um. Uh. So I listened to an interview with Shane Watson, and he talked about. They said, "Oh, was it? What is something that you wish someone told you before going to India in your tests that you played? Don't there? get your front pad blown off. Don't drink uh, water." Yeah. <laughs> Open up to a million DRS jokes. <laughs> yes, A, don't get your front pad blown off. B, he said, you can, it's fine to play on the back foot, but play straight on the back foot. That's um, what he said, which I found quite interesting. Don't play cuts or pulls. Yeah. You go back, but you're playing cover drives and on drives. And I'm like, oh, that's quite interesting. And then you just watch everyone sweep the ball to Australia, play cross bat shots and go out bold. It'll be. Court. Yeah, very well, if I could just bring up some irrelevant shit from 2004. Yeah, please um, do. Michael <laughs> Damien, bowling, yep. Damien Martin was man of the series and he played every ball off the back foot. Hmm. And he and just, like every, you said, just played straight. Opta, cricket opta, what's it called? The Crick Viz, Win Viz, Stat Viz, mm-hmm. where they track every ball of every test. Have you had a quick peruse of the 2004 test series and, you know, Seen his uh, 100% back foot, was it? 100% back foot. Wow, amazing. What a stat. That's wow. a bit like Not even oh. a run. Not even <laughs> a run. Physical anomaly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a bit like Nathan Lyon. How many balls is he bowled in test cricket? 200,000 or something? And yeah, not a single man ball. Yeah. yeah, half a million of them around the wicket, but not a single <laughs> overstepping the front line, no ball. Yeah. Anyway. We did see think... an off-the-pitch no-ball by Mohamed Shami in this test as well, which you don't see. Oh, I didn't. Right. <laughs> they went upstairs to check whether it was off-the-pitch yeah. for a no-ball or whether you know it was just a normal cut out? no-ball. Yeah. Yeah. It bounced outside. You know, there's like a small groove next to the yeah. pitches, yeah. like in the square. It pitched outside that. Amazing delivery. The cut stuff, as they say, yes. Alex. Landed in the uncut from stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. Good, yeah, some really good. Love that yeah, stuff. Yeah, work us. All right, um, so we'll move on. I think we we'll pick the eyeballs out. Of let's fucking move on forever. Um, so from there we'll move on. Roscoe, you got a bit of international cricket you'd like to talk about? Yes, I do. I was watching a bit of the um, Basball Test. Interesting. Australia <laughs> didn't um, decided they didn't need a tour match, but even the crazy, stupid insanity of Basball, they still play tour matches. And uh, they often cut them short or cancel them, but they always put them in the fixture. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, all that stuff. They went, I think, what were they doing? They're doing a bit of uh, fishing. They went and watched um, B 
Barry McCullum's horse have a run around? Because, of course, they're cricketers, so what else would you do? <laughs> have a round of golf, too, just, yeah. just to tick off the bingo chart. Do they need a there. simulator or do they play actual golf, Ross? I think they actually play golf. I think they, Fuck that's hell. What, so this is the Barry McCullum philosophy. Because yep. he took them to, like, he, his mum cooked them scones or something. Yep. and Kicked the fuck and, out of someone at a nightclub. Yeah, uh, one of the <laughs> one of the other blokes did some, one of, like, the statistician guru did bloody some skydiving at um, Wakapapa <laughs> and, and some other bloke went to Rotorua in the hot springs. Anyway. Yeah, you can't remember their name, though, but nah, they're best mates. Nah, best mates. Just the bloke who bummed a cigarette off. Yeah, yeah. set a durry out the back with him. <laughs> and um, he's saying this, you know, because there's so many options for pro cricketers that um, he's doing, you know, sort of uh, get in touch with nature out in the back blocks of New Zealand, camping in a paddock and stuff, because you don't get that. You don't get that uh, if you sign up to go play PSL or IPL. So he's trying to make going on a test tour with England really different to being a T20 journeyman. So Tymel Mills, you know, he's having a wow of a time in his Lamabad right now, being a T20 jipper with a funny run-up, trying to make his way in the world. <laughs> As the reverse is Stu's there playing golf and camping and having scones with Barry's mum and stuff yeah. like that. So it's a very different experience. He's offering a point of difference uh, to try and get the good players to play test cricket because yeah, you won't get what he's offering if you go play PSL you and live in the hotel room for three thing. weeks. Yeah. yeah. So interesting idea. Actually, one of the better things I've heard, like it's actually, you know, oh, that's a good idea. So maybe a few less meetings and actually a bit of enjoyment of life on tour, which Ross. I think a lot of pro cricketers would be in favour of. Yes, Alex. Thought on that, Alex? Yeah. Did they go watch the New Zealand <laughs> tennis open wearing beef eater hats with their I think they're waiting till next time they tour Australia to pull oh, it out. Okay. Australian Open style. Yeah, yeah, go it. Young yeah. Classic and have yeah. a look. <laughs> yeah. Catch Mark Philippoussis in action. Anyway, it seemed to not do them any harm because they blew the shit out of New Zealand when it mattered most and they're very yep. cunning with their um, use of uh, declaring their innings so they could get stuck mm. into the Kiwis with the pink ball. Was that their first day-night test win, England? Uh, I think no. I saw a stat somewhere I, out I of four, yes. five. To, this is their fifth go at it, and it's the uh, first time they've won a test. They, they got blurted in India in a day-night test. Yeah, and they've never won ago. in Australia in a day-night. No, they, they, they had one in England once, I think, against the West uh, Indies, so they probably won that one. Oh, they would have won that, yeah. 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 The first one in a long time anyway, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. To, and the other uh, reverse blurting, sort of, yeah, yeah double blurter, <laughs> reverse um, blurt or everywhere. <laughs> the um, other stat that came across my desk, and you'll probably hit your desk in about six weeks or so. I'll screenshot it to you at the time. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. Appreciate that, mate. Was uh, Jim Anderson and Stu Broad took their one thousandth and second mm. test Circle wicket? Circle jerk wicket, really? Yeah, that had played together. And um, that took them past the top partnership of bowlers, which was Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne. Ah, good yeah. circle jerk wicket stat. Yeah. There you go. Good on them. Yes, I wish Thanks, them Ross. all the best. And the oh, demise boy. of Ben Stokes as a force in international cricket continues. He's still oh, touring around doing precious little, making 30s and not bowling. So yeah, good on him. Going, good for him. He's going down the Mike Brearley school now where he's just going to yeah. be a captain only, Ross. Yeah, that's it. And complain about workloads. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And in his in his native country, you think he might have pulled out a good one, but not to be. No, never mind. No, shit happens. So yeah, so yep. yeah, there you go, Mick. There's a wrap of all that is happening in international cricket. The other little interesting tidbit I've got for you about the 2023 World Cup in India coming up in October. It's not far away. Mark it in your diaries now. I'll screenshot something to you in about six weeks. <laughs> the um, top eight teams qualify, and I don't know when the I think the cutoff date for qualification is May. And just this week, uh, South Africa are currently sitting eighth, uh, ninth in that list, actually, just behind the West Indies in eighth, announced that their COVID-cancelled three-game series against the Netherlands will be resurrected and played on the 30th of March and the 1st of April in South Africa. First game was a washout, so they got (laughs) two to go, and those 20 points would put them up into eighth spot and games of qualification for the World Cup. Ross, is this a – I can't keep up. With all cricket's mm. World Cups these days, yeah, is this a twenty twenty fixture or a fifty no, over fixture? ODI World Cup. Oh, okay, ODI comes but once in a lifetime. Yes, for most people yes. sure does. Yeah. Uh, Ross, it's not the only yeah. international cricket going on. There's women's World T Twenties on at the moment. There is. Australia had an unusual fixture that they jammed all their games in, and they finished on Sunday. And the next engagement's not yeah. till Friday. Yep, uh, Alyssa Healy was playing golf. Would you believe in her time off? Oh shit! Yeah, oh. Time away from and she's training. got uh, leg muscle injury. Surely she should be in those big puffy legs. Just yep, be... on top of Table Mountain in the big puffy yeah. legs, high altitude, hyperbaric chamber training. Self, sort of uh, nature's own hyperbaric chamber. And it, if like if this doesn't anger Mick too much, I'll do a very quick rundown. Australia is shat on everyone. Yeah. And they're going to shit on India, uh, 12 a.m., 24th <laughs> February, Australia time. Tomorrow and then they're going to shit on either one England of South Africa, who made it through to the semis despite sacking their best player. So made the uh, right those choice. Those standards have come good. They're losing their yep. first game. They'll lose to Australia, uh, lose to, to England, sorry, another side of the draw by fucking shitloads, I imagine, as well. So normally Australia lose a game in the group stages, though. That's, uh, they haven't, so I'm a bit stressed. Oh, they'll they be might... fine. I watched okay. New Zealand play a couple of games. God, New Zealand is shit. They're fucking terrible. Oh, horrendous. I think Australia Ireland rolled it for 64 or something. It was like... Uh, it wasn't yeah. the only time it happened. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my wrap of the World T20, Women's World Team 20. Fuck yeah. Good on you. Yeah. So um, I had that on my list to actually talk about, so that's good. Ah, good. Um, so, Roscoe, you also want to talk a bit of uh, domestic Australian cricket. I do. There's been a whole lot happening. Uh, there's been um, the Matador Cup is almost run and won, so that's exciting. They're going for the format of a triple header this Sunday, for those of you who are at home and looking for cricket something Cricket answer. Yeah. So that's good. The Vicks are playing um, South Australia. And if the Vicks win, they're into the final. And uh, WA are hosting the final at the, the WACA ground in Perth. So no doubt there are a lot of people cheering on the Bushies uh, on um, Sister on Fire Winner Sack of Shit Sunday, as I'm calling it. She's <laughs> coming up this Sunday. You better be there. If you're not there, you better be dead or in jail. If you're in jail, break out. <laughs> All righty. So the Shield also has been going on, Mick. You would have been following this closely, no doubt. I was. My man Mitch mm-hmm. Perry getting it done. Yeah. Matthew Perry. Yeah, so just have to go uh, back in time a little bit to last week first, obviously. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah. Chronological order. Yeah. Yeah, good night to Feb. Vicks played uh, Queensland down at um, the MCG. They got a rare run out on the Melbourne Cricket Ground. 
I tell you who's been in a rich vein of form. Matthew Short. Yes. 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 He only made but... 27 in this first dig as the fix roll for 307, but he fired up with the ball and took uh, didn't get a bowl as Queensland rolled for 175. The only shining light there was our uh, man, Mick Nessa, 43. Will Sutherland, the chief. Why are they calling that, Mick? Four for 35. Oh, no. Mark, Howard's, <laughs> Mark Howard's still working on it. <laughs> Give him a break, Mick. He's been doing every game. Yeah. Matt Short, this is where his rich run of, run of form gets started. He got a 58 here. But oh. bowled by Sam Truloff said to me, so not the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Queensland had to chase 350 because they did 185. That shit. And um, uh, Johnny Holland, three for 24 off 1787. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still with his hunch. Don't know how his back's not fucked by now. Yeah. Points here. You're like this 7.94 to Victoria. Queensland, 0. 0.8. Oh, imagine, imagine, imagine getting on a plane for two hours, coming <laughs> down, toiling away on the Coliseum that is the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and walking off at the end of day four. With your stumps all smashed Tails between ground. your legs. Nary a point. Ah, why did we even bother getting on the plane? You know, we yeah, exactly. just stayed in Queensland, sat on a beach, and not played cricket because then we could have got on the piss earlier. Yeah, which right. is why we play. But it's exactly it. South Australia, Western Australia. Daniel Drew made 208 here. The second run up an absolute cricket score, 438. I read there that that's their highest um, first innings total, you know, when you have to bat first, first. Yeah, that's first innings. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's their highest first innings total, 438 for seven declared since 2011. Fucking so, hell. Oh, I made shit. that up. Oh. Fucking believable. That's the problem. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. was like, Jesus. Uh, WA made 162, <laughs> and then um, they didn't enforce the follow-on, cowards. But Mate McSweeney, it was worth it because my man Mate McSweeney got a ton. Red ink, too, so good on him. 104 out of 191. Wish him all the best in his future yeah. endeavours. <laughs> and you can see why um, I've been plumping for Aaron Hardy to um, be on the plane to India because he did one for 11 or four overs in that. Team. Oh, a bold trip. Whoa, <laughs> fuck it. That's Sandu uh, numbers. Jesus, uh, <laughs> get him on the plane. <laughs> and don't, don't worry about that. With the bat, he banded it. One, two, three, Here four, we go. Five. Yeah. Banded it five, two spots above Stoinis, right? And Jesus. made 27. Oh, 20. That's a story yeah. in his tongue. Yeah, he's so he's got a wicket, you yeah. know, an average of 11, and a story yeah. in his tongue in the same game. Yeah. No, we're still like still Send him over to the Ashes as well, mate. <laughs> but he, in his 27, he hit six fours. So that's impressive. It's a high, high ratio there. Mm. And you, you think it was good he took one for 11 or four in the first, second innings. In the first <laughs> innings, he bowled nine overs and took one for 44. Oh, that's even better. You know, it shows his longevity with bowling. Big and long spell of nine overs. Spells, yeah. Yeah. And um, then to top it off, they had to chase down 468 for victory, their old sand gropers. And Hardy chipped in. He did his bit. He made 40. If everyone had made 40, they would have got there. It's easy. Just a simple game, bit. Ross. <laughs> everyone made 40. Chasing 500, 10 blokes make yeah. 50. Easy. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah, Nate McAndrew, four for in that innings there. Of course, we, the, all we want to know is the points. And this is another case of why we get on the plane. South Australia, 8.23. Imagine oh. conceding 8.23 points to the sacker. I know. Uh, Western Australia, 0. 0.5. Worse than Queensland. Jesus. Terrible. Great, great great day for South Australia with that um, highest first innings total in um, 13 years. 
other than that, not worth a pinch of shit. Right, we go on to the last match that was played, and this was at the Victoria, SCG. New they South Wales. Play. Yeah, New South Wales versus Tasmania. They don't play many games of cricket at the SCG anymore. I think mostly it's um, off limits. Like they don't want to play rugby on it or AFL or cricket. They just have it. Let the grass grow. It's a nice piece of grass for us. It is, and centrally located there in Sydney. Right. Uh, man of the match here was Dan Hughes. He made 178 and oh, 63. Back to front. Minutes. I like it, Ross. Yeah. Fourth, uh, what was the fourth innings total, please? Chris Green, 59. So good to see him back. And Adam Zamp, they went for the spin twins with Chris Tremaine and Sean Abbott rounding out the bowling attack. Uh, for Tassie, of course, they've gone for the standard five-man attack they usually run with. Tim Payne played, would you believe? The Payne train. Yeah. And so they had, of course, Nathan Ellis and Peter Siddle, backed up by um, bowling Tom Andrews and everyone's favourite off-spinner, Jared Freeman. Yes. And then Bo Webster with a few of his mediums, I think, at the moment. He's off the offies. Cause it, probably because Jared Freeman's playing. They don't need two offies. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. dream about having two spinners. I'd be mad. Yeah. Zampa took three for 41. Good on him. And then, would you believe, this was played the SCG. It was all set up for a lovely um, fourth day run chase after New South Wales declared leaving Tassie needing a target of 287 runs for victory off the full quota of 96 overs on day four. And guess how many overs got bowled on that last day? Zero. Zero. Complete washout. Fuck. That's interesting. Glad we talked about this game. It's good. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just another point of if we ever have a test match in the second week of February in Australia, it should not be in Sydney because look at the rain, you know? Fair enough. One example. It's a good point, Ross. Uh, Tassie, 1.56 points. New South Wales, 2.71. Weather, six points. Ah, that's a good one there. That was good. Well played. Bureau of Meteorology. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you, Mick. Yep. Awesome. So uh, <laughs> that's fantastic, Roscoe. So as we've talked about, Matty Short's in a rich vein of form. He became like only the fourth um, Australian domestic player to score a T20 one day and first class ton in the same summer Ooh. or something like that. Ooh. He really blitzed him in that ODI against yeah, Queensland. Yeah, he made a ton at the G in that ODI and then made a ton in um, the Shield the other day as well. So he's cooking the gas. Mm. So, he's the only bloke that looked any good for Victoria in that um, Sheffield Shield match too, Mick. Everyone I mean, else looked one bloke fucking looked terrible. We fucking smashed him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like, it was a tough pitch to bat on. He looked completely different than everyone else out there. So good on him. That's it. All righty. So from there, we'll talk a little local cricket. Then we'll wrap this up, I think. So um, oh, yeah. go around the state. So we've got um, Ethan... <laughs> Kleinig from the Devon Meadows Cricket Club took nine for 37 off 12 Whoa. overs. So, well done to him. Devon Meadows, were they playing the Stras Valley? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Um, <laughs> all right. Ashley Fanco of the Pegs, Cricket, Cri- Pegs Creek Cricket Club Pegs uh, Creek. got seven for six off 3.4 overs. Oh, I really pegged him yeah. back, didn't he? She. She. Uh, Sorry. Josh Barry of the Natoon Cricket Club made 284 of 147 balls, including 16 sixes. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, Zoya Thakur of the Parramatta Women's Cricket Club made 104 with 13 fours. Isaac Walker of the Bolo Rats made 259 oh. not out of 108 balls and took two <laughs> for 22. 
Oh, genuine all-rounder. Yeah. And lastly, definitely not leastly, there was Jai Sullivan of the Sanford Cricket Club. He made 272 not out from 154 balls. He hit 47 boundaries. But when Jai <laughs> entered the game, Sanford were 2 for 12. And when he left the game, they were 4 for 556. <laughs> oh, my so Obviously, God. old mate who ever batted with him made a fucking heap of runs as well. So. Jesus. That, that must have been some bowling. Those first two blokes are walking off going, fucking hell, boys, it's doing a bit. And then fucking Joy goes, and has like nearly 300 fucking 150 balls. Opposition team, like two for 12 are on here. Let's fucking roll them. 20 uh, overs later, fuck. All righty. So that's it, local cricket. So do we have uh, any listener feedback? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I bumped into a couple of people actually was out and about the other day, uh, just walking and... Um, they said, keep up the good work. They enjoy every episode. So that was yeah. good to know. Yeah, that one happens good. to me, as you would know. Mm. I don't always share it with the listeners, but I thought I would this time. Yeah. No, I, I bumped into a stop. bloke in the hallway and he said, fuck <clears> this episode, as long as you should wrap it up. So, um... <laughs> that was well, well, my fiance just shut the door on me to keep me confined in this room. So I think we've gone on long enough, everyone. So. <laughs> oh, it's not even 10.40 yet. <sighs> All righty. Just so that will do us. Uh, I reckon that'll do us here from the Scotty Boland Studios. Um, so uh, well done to everyone for being involved and having a listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. I didn't have any Well done, no, Chris. Headstock for being involved. Stay well done for listening. It's okay, um, Mick wants to leave the room and he feels like he has to give every listener a verbal handshake before he can depart. So that's what he's doing. That way, it's just long. Had a, um, just, um, just before we go, I just had a final thought from me, Mick. Yes, Roscoe. Uh, it's good. Uh, just on my favourite uh, cricket scheduling website, Crick Schedule. Uh.com. Make and this quick. That, that, that Legends ended. League. Legends League is on. Oh, you beauty. <laughs> March. Feb 27. Feb 27. What's the Dogbox link? Let's get around it. <laughs> and then Road Safety's back in September. Oh, so imagine. I heard an interview with Aaron Finch after he announced his retirement, and he said he was looking to work some international veterans cricket into his schedule. The caravan so of vets in, cricket rolls on. Being both of those. So it's the most nice. important cricket it's in the world. It's just gone from irrelevant and stop talking to mildly relevant because I mentioned Finchie. <laughs> so um, in the words of... All righty. In the words of the Long Creek Club veterans over 50 side, we are the benchmark, and this is our episode done. So uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Fuck, how bad is every other podcast if we're the benchmark? Oh, and, <laughs> like, especially in this episode. Fuck. Oh, yeah. We're the benchmark for sound quality. Right. We're the benchmark for content. Oh, we're yeah. the benchmark for synergy amongst hosts. We're the benchmarks for zero dead air. It's just got all four. We've got the magic fork ingredients. The quadrilla. Yeah, absolutely.